This is where it all begins. Ready? Dates crash back and racing. Welcome to RSN 927's Race Day Morning. For the first hour, it's the first word. Here's Warren Huntley. Good morning. Welcome to the first word. Saturday, the 1st of October, Spring Carnival at Flemington, Caulfield and Mooney Valley. Fast approaching and a terrific day's racing today. Turnbull Stakes Day at Flemington. What a great race it's been over the years. Who can forget incentivised last year? Very elegant. Kings will dream. Winks on a couple of occasions and Hartnell. So the recent honour roll is littered with our best horses Back in history, zipping efficient, Maccabi Diva, Northerly and Sunline. What a great race it's been over the years and what a terrific race it promises be today. We'll get the latest on the track conditions at Flemington shortly with Liam O'Keefe, Group 1 Racing at Randwick today. We've got the Epsom, the Metropolitan and the Flight Stakes. Michael Wood will give us an update on the weather and the track conditions in Sydney also shortly. Try and find winners with trainers in the first word in the first hour this morning. Then the form panel will assemble David Gately, Dean Lester and Jamie Rogers from the tab to give us all the winners at Flemington in that hour between 8 and 9 o'clock. 9 o'clock, we'll have the Randwick preview with David Gately with those Group 1 features. Harry White look at the Matoa meeting, Dan Malecki and George Ferruja will go through that Melton and Meadows meetings respectively. The boys from Racing and Sports will be in at 9.30 with the rundown, taking us through to 10 o'clock where we kick off the spring ticket. What a great late morning and afternoon it'll be on RSN 927. Some big features coming up right throughout the day with Dean Lester involved, Stephen Arnold Marie McEwen on course with some uh, some mounted yard analysis of each race at Flemington and dedicated coverage focusing on the meetings at Flemington and Randwick and the Victorian Provincial Meeting at Matoa. So a big day to come. Let's get the latest on the track conditions at Flemington with Liam O'Keefe. Good morning Liam. Morning Warren. How's the morning at Flemington? Yeah, beautiful morning this morning. Um, going to be a fine day, 19 degrees and very light wind, so it should be perfect for racing. How's the track come up? Track's come up a good four. We're going 6-10 overall. The inside of the straight is 10. The outside's 9.9 and the sheer is 11.4. The running rail's in the 9 metre position. We've received 8.2 millimetres of rainfall this week and we've applied 4 millimetres of irrigation and that was yesterday afternoon and the moisture in the track is 36.2%. With that moisture that you had to put on yesterday afternoon, what's the, your estimation about how long you hold that good four rating? Yeah, probably around, just going off our data, it's around probably 2 o'clock, 2.30, and then we get an upgrade. So I might, I'm just going to have a look again this morning. I might just put a very light drink in the straight just to delay that a little bit longer. Um, just thinking first meeting back, we're going to be on a good track, so... Um, we just don't want people thinking it's too firm too early in the season, so I'll probably just give the straight a light little drink just to delay that delay that upgrade till to, to more middle middle part of the afternoon rather than early in the car. Plenty of live information on the the Flemington app regarding track conditions, wind condition, rainfall, which we're not likely to get today, but also some historical data about how the track plays. What's your your take on how the track plays with the rail in the nine metre position? Yeah, it, it still races well, Warren. Um, up until sort of 10, 11 metres, the track really, really races well. It sits around that 40% um, lead on speed, 30% mid and 30% come from back. So still plays quite fairly, even though the veil is out. Um, it's a nice, big, spacious track, and we put a lot of time into measuring the, the, you know, the width right across the track to make sure everything's even, and, and we incorporate our maintenance processes to allow that. So, um, yeah, I'm confident it'll race well. 
had the rail out 14 metres for the Sunday meeting on rain-affected ground recently. There's been some jump-outs at, at Flemington also. How do you see any potential wear across the track or, or that inside five metres or so that's been protected? Do you think that might be preferred ground around the circle? So the inside five is fresh ground right around the circle. And, and the reason why we go from 14 back to nine is because I want to allow a full field size to be able to fit in that five-metre area right around to the... 500 metre mark which is the case and then in the straight racing even for that being they do tend to spread out so the markings you know it's not great although it was rain affected ground it probably helped us in that they actually got off the fence so the wear's not too bad on the inside Warren and given it's a dry day today that shouldn't impact on how the races are run so certainly uh, it should play well. Who's your winner for the weekend? Rockin' Horse and the Gill Guy um, yeah track spies have been out since trained on well so we'll go for Rockin' Horse the local. Looking forward to a terrific day's racing Turnbull Stakes Day at Flemington. Liam, thanks for the update. Thanks, Warren. Good four with the rail in the nine-metre position. Obviously, the boys throughout the morning, particularly with the spring ticket and maybe even earlier on, will bring the information as to whether Liam O'Keefe does just put a, a small amount of moisture on the track just to try and hold that good four rating a little bit longer. But at this stage, a good four, rail out nine metres and sometime mid-afternoon likely to get an upgrade to the good three with the forecast conditions. Let's get an update on what's happening at Randwick. Michael Wood joins us. Good morning, Michael. Warren, good morning. Sora almost tongue-in-cheek uh, social media posts from you in the last day or so, just pleading for the fact that you, you've had enough of this rain and the, the wet conditions. Was there any response to that plea? <laughs> um, not uh, not straight away, that was for sure. But, look, it, it rained again there yesterday, but pulled up, uh, thankfully, by about 6 o'clock last night. So uh, that was pleasing, just enabled the track to, to dry out a little bit. But it's, uh, it's kept us in the heavy eight range at, uh, at this stage. How's the last 24 hours been in terms of that rainfall? Yeah, it had 7.6 uh, since 9 o'clock yesterday morning. Um, it's pretty much rained here for, I think, 9 out of the last 10 days. So it's not that it's, the amounts have been that, um, you know, that, that massive, but just the fact that it's we've had continual sort of rain days uh, that's kept us in that heavy 8 range. So um, all in all, though, I think the, the track keeps bouncing back and, and, and keeps draining well, so... Uh, hopefully we can get away today with just this sort of patchy cloud and, and not a great deal of showers. Your take on, on how the track might play, how the riders might assess it today? Yeah, look, we've got a couple of two-year-old races early, so they tend to sort of find the rail and um, you know and rail pretty hard and, and kick in the straight. So I think they'll they'll stick to the rail early. Um, they'll find their best going. We have got a bit of a southerly, which you know those conditions can uh, can favour them on pace with. Uh, giving them a good tailwind in the straight. So um, I think the jocks will find their best ground, but we did aerate the track completely uh, after the George Main Stakes meeting, so that tends to even out any bit of compaction that we, we might have incurred over sort of the winter season and um, should be a, an even surface right across. How do you see the forecast for the weeks ahead? Are you going to get some relief, do you think, in, in the, the coming weeks? Yeah, look... Just had a quick look at, uh, at next week. It looks to be somewhat of a, a carbon copy of this week, unfortunately. But, um, again, I, I think in Sydney at the moment, the forecast has been a bit hit and miss. And uh, we've had that much rain that they sort of throw some rain in somewhere in the week. So, um, look, next week is obviously, I think it's um, Silver Eagle Day here at, at Ramwick. Um, and then we're into the Everest. So uh, we'll take a little bit more, more rain next week if we have to. But I, I'd love a, a nice clear week for Everest. 
Yeah, fingers crossed. I think all would like it. It, it takes its toll on the, the tracks, but I'm sure it takes its toll on the participants as well, Michael, including yourself with that relentless rain trying to prepare the surface for the best possible racing. Good luck for a Group 1 day at Randwick today. Thanks, Warren. Have a great day. Well, a heavy eight, three metres out, and they did get enough rain yesterday to keep it in that in that heavy range, heavy eight range at Randwick. Ben Hayes joins us this morning with the team heading to, to Flemington, even attacking the meeting at Matoa today from the Lindsay Park operation. Good morning, Ben. Morning. How are you? Oh, I'm very well, thanks. What's the, the morning been for you? Any sneaky gallops this morning of horses that are likely to appear in the next week or so? Oh, we had an interesting morning. I had, we had Brightside, Denman Roy, a couple of the other horses heading towards Caulfield Guineas Day walked through, worked through this morning, so uh, they all went through well. Uh, Warren, and I'm very happy. How do you assess Brightside after he's run in the Underwood? Look, the more I think about it, I thought it was still a very good effort. Uh, he's had two easy first up runs where he won very easy and probably wasn't ready for a strong run 1,800. Um, so he's brought him on beautifully. He had to make a long sweeping run and he just peaked a bit, but he still broke 20. You know, he ran home really strong still with just very good horses in front of us. So... He'll come on beautifully from that, and I love the way he's come to his race. So uh, he's ready for round two. And round two against I Wish I Win, I would think, with Gentleman Roy heading to the Turak? Yes, that's the plan. Um, just, I think he just sneaks in, which is fantastic, and he gets in on the minimum and hopefully gets a little bit of weight off I Wish I Win. He'll need it. We're going to learn a lot about the horses in the first today, the two-year-old racing right around the country, but particularly Beluga Express, who's had the experience of a jump out down the straight. What can you tell us about Beluga Express? Look, he, he does everything right at home. Uh, he's had two jump outs. He had one um, before jumping out down the straight, so he's fought enough to run well. Uh, I thought his effort down the straight was good. He got a little bit lost, which is completely acceptable for a two-year-old first time down the straight, so... We worked him in Winkers through the week, applied them, and that really helped him focus. So I'm hoping with the Winkers on down the straight, that will just keep his mind on the game. And he can go really well. But as you know, Warren, they're all first up. You don't know what they're going to do. And it'll be very interesting to see how he goes. Absolutely. And from, from your perspective, with them all being new down the straight for the first time under race conditions, but is he a sharp type of horse for you or, or more a horse who we're going to see balance up and work home? Look, I, I think he's quite professional and he does everything right, which is an advantage uh, for horses that are very new uh, to racing. You're more professional than others. It doesn't mean you've got better ability, um, but you just do everything right and you can get it right. He's, he's got speed, obviously. Um, but, look, we're learning just as much, uh, but I'm very happy with him. He's very sound. Uh, he's had the experience down the straight, uh, but a lot of the other horses in the race have as well so uh, it's a very level playing field and I think the way they generally run the first race of the year they kind of sit up and sprint home so uh, we'll see who's the fastest. Race four you've got Exolita hitting this race second up what did you make of her run first up on the rain affected ground that horrendous day at Caulfield? Yeah look I was initially I thought she was, uh, I was really excited for her first up um, her work into it being fantastic but then Armageddon hit, and it was a heavy nine, and uh, we, we kind of had to get her go around. And the way the race was run, it was a total sit and sprint. They went five, six wide around the bend, and she was one of the widest, and I thought she ran really well. So brought her on beautifully. Her work has been fantastic into the race, and 
we've drawn a bit better barrier and we've got to get a much better surface, which I think will be the key. And her record speaks for itself. She's a very good second up. On that heavy ground, the, the immediate recovery sort of on the day and the first day or two afterwards, was to take a bit out of her competing on that ground or she come through it okay? Look, it does some horses, but the way she came through it, she ate up. Uh, she was bright and fresh. Uh, physically didn't look like it flattened her. And off her work, uh, she seems really well in herself. So I'm hoping it didn't flatten her because I'm very keen on her chances today. I think it's, she's... She's a well-deserving horse to win a stakes race. I think she's been placed nine times. Number of horses heading to the provincial meeting at Matoa today. What's your, your thoughts on perhaps the best chances heading there? Um, probably I've, we've got three in one race. Uh, we've been trying to dodge wet tracks and everywhere we go there's been heavy tracks. So we've got a soft seven, which is good, and all three are going to go round. Um, I think of the three, Anderon uh, would be the best of them. Uh, it's had a run and went really well. Wet track's a question mark, but it's worked well on the wet track at home. And, uh, yeah, he's probably the one one. How did Tijuana come through the, the stud stakes? I'd assume he'd be part of the team heading to Caulfield next Saturday also? Yes, that's the plan. Uh, he bounced through it. He's very confident. He's had a nice win now and um, was ticked off the mile and hopefully we just draw a nice barrier and get a good run. And I think he's a genuine top three chance, so exciting times ahead for the stable. Team's ticking over at the right time of year. Ben, thanks for joining us this morning. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate it. Troy Corson's also with a couple of runners at Flemington today. Great to see Troy back on course and getting back into the business. He joins us this morning. Good morning, Troy. Hey, morning, Warren. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. And away from the uh, the, the racehorses, we've seen quite a bit of you. I saw you interviewed on mainstream media during the week just talking about how, how your recovery's going for those that weren't able to see that how, how are you feeling must have been a slow news news week mate but um <laughs> no I'm, I'm coming along really well I, I, I still have bad days warren but um the, the good thing is, is there's a lot more good days than there are bad days now so it's, it's getting much better Today you're heading to the races with a couple in the Bennett Racing Colours, Race 5, Zoo Sensation, who, who was very competitive last start against a number of horses he goes round against in the Dane Hill Stakes. How's Zoo Sensation going into today? He's fantastic, Warren. We, we've, um, if you go back, I think it's in the um, stewards report as well. He got galloped on. Uh, now, it wasn't bad, but what it did do was probably made him over-race that fair bit, and it just took that little edge off him probably the last 50 uh, he's had a really good jump out in between, and he's he's terrific going into today. I think he's way over the odds of twenty three dollars. Would you think that he'd be somewhere near the speed, rolling along as we've seen him do, you know, on occasions previously? Yeah, I think um, if he settles, which I'd love to see him do, he did that. He did settle in his trial. That's why we trialed him. Um, if he settles, um, I think you'll see a really good uh, turn of foot from him. The astrologist loves heading down the straight, goes round in, in the Gill Guy. How'd he come through that recent run? He's good. He's um, he's lightened up a little bit, lost a little bit of weight. He's He is a horse that always gets better third, fourth, fifth run into a preparation. Um, I expect a good improvement from his first up run. He, again, has also had a trial in between. Um, like to see his coat just a little bit better. You'll see that. He's probably just still hanging on to a little bit of a winter coat. But I think a lot of horses, that, uh, Victorian horses, are doing that. You see these Sydney horses come down that have had the better weather and they've got the better coats. So, um, you know, if you don't worry too much about that, he looks fantastic. 
He's obviously got a strong affinity with the straight, but he's not necessarily a one-trick pony. What do you map out for him for the spring? Oh, you know what, Warren? It's um, obviously we'd love to get that Group One against his name because he tries so hard and he and he's been such a good horse. I'd love to see him get out over fourteen hundred too, eventually. So, you know what? We'll sit down after today, I think, and map out something um, a little more uh, solid, and, and we'll see where we're heading. But um, I think the Sprint Group ones, uh, you know, I'd love to pick off one of those for for the Bennett Racing guys and and for the Bennett Racing owners. They've been so good to us, and we we need to repay them. Race five and eight for the Bennett Racing Colours today. Who do you think's the pick of them? Uh, look, I'll go with uh, the astrologist. I think that um, oh, it's, a, it's a tough one. Can I have five dollars each way on both? You can do whatever you like, Troy. Right, I have five dollars each way on both of mine today. Good luck at the races today, Troy, and uh, hope those Bennett Racing Colours are doing the stable proud. Thanks, Warren. Troy Corsons with a couple heading to Flemington. Just an update, we're on a good four at Flemington with the rail in the nine metre position and we're on a heavy eight at Randwick with the rail in the three metre position for Group 1 racing at both venues today. It's a terrific weekend for the for the Mick Price and Michael Kent Jr. stable last weekend and Michael's been keen enough to join us this morning after a big weekend with Jack and O taking out the Golden Rose. Good morning, Michael. Good morning, Warren. How are you doing? Oh, I'm very well. Um, how have you got over the euphoria of last weekend? Uh, myself or the horse? Bit of both. <laughs> yeah, it was a long weekend. Still, um, I think most horse trainers will agree we're always tired and sleep deprived. Um, it was a big one with Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday in Sydney, and Sunday at Sandown. But um, it was a good weekend, and, and Jack and I pulled up super. So, um, yeah, delighted to get a get an Everest spot and. Um, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll be speed on in that race and he'll be the one closing late. So uh, you never know. What do you do with him, Mick Price, commenting last week that three weeks be- between runs and, and just keeping him in Sydney just gave him a, an opportunity to just sort of, I suppose, take a breath following that run in the Golden Rose. So what does the, the preparation for the Everest look like for him? Yeah, it's it's uh, simple. Um, he's had a very easy week. He's um, been in the pool. He's had a slow jog. The last few mornings, um, he'll probably have his first bit of work back on Tuesday and then go up again um, next Saturday and then, and then Tuesday leading in. So um, we can just keep him you know, bright and happy and fresh. And um, you know, Damien's going to go up to ride him for us at 53. So yeah, I, think, I think the horse will measure up well. He's probably going to start sort of single figure odds in an Everest. So, I mean, you never would have thought that would happen um, coming in this preparation. He's just kept improving and... Uh, I think he's going to keep getting better and better. When you look at him, he's um, very much the... He's not the finished product yet. He's a raw, lean horse that shows a bit of rib still, so he's not going to be too heavy, and he will just keep getting better and better, I think. How did On Thunderstruck come through the, the run in the Underwood? Yeah, terrific. Um, he's um, a beautiful sound horse, and uh, he just had a nice, easy mile gallop this morning on the grass. Um on the bridle, and uh, he'll have an easy bit again on Tuesday. And I uh, just want to see him a bit closer to them on the corner. Problem is, you know, with wave raid racing is they they can sit up and uh, tactical. And when you're spotting them a big big distance, it's hard to reel them in when they they work home in 33. So hopefully, over 2,000, draw a gate, and he can um, do a touch closer. Going to carry the hopes of a lot of punters in a few races today and a lot to learn in the first, but a lot of people have been taken with what they've seen from Charmstone, in particular one of your debutants. You've also got Acapella Moon. What can you tell us about the two horses in the first? 
Yeah, they're, they're no, very different. Um, Acapella Moon is a homebred filly by Sebring Sun, so she's um, hasn't got a flashy pedigree. Uh, she's small, um, got beautiful, clean, crispy legs, and uh, she has just kept going and going and going, and that's what happens, you know. All the two-year-olds come in, and uh, if they aren't ready, they go out for a spell. Well, she's just kept putting her hand up, and uh, she's had two trials, and they've been pretty good. And uh, she's beautiful and sound and bright, and uh, she'll be there a long way. Um, I think with all these two-year-olds, they'll show up to the half mile. Then, you know, uh, when the pressure goes on the last furlong, uh, we'll find out who really is good and ready to go. But um, she'll she'll give some cheek. Um, the other filly costs a lot of money, obviously, and is very well-bred, and she's a big, strong, gorgeous type, as you'd imagine, for that kind of price tag. And she's good. She's um, a typical unmintable that can be a bit sparky, so we didn't get her barrier certificate at the Flemington jump-out, so she had a very soft one on Monday in a three-horse jump-out, and we just kept a hold of her. Uh, but she's going into the race really well, and, um, yeah, she's probably the pick of our two. Uh the McAvoy horse did beat her down the straight, but it was given a bit more of a test. So, um, yeah, we'll see how she goes. Vizanari's been well supported, resuming in race two, taking a, a rising grade, but building a terrific record since he's joined your stable. How's he prepped up? Yeah, I mean, he's, he's never looked better. He's um, he's carrying beautiful condition, and that, that might be our only question mark, is that he, you know, he's not totally screwed down, but he might not have to be. He's a, he's a good horse that the Tuvalu form the last one looks very strong obviously um, you know it's probably as firm as he wants the track um, I think you know Liam's always got it beautiful and I think race two he'll get his toe in nicely and that'll be fine um, he is also relaxing a lot better this preparation uh, with the crossover noseband on so uh, if possible we'd like to take a little sit today from that draw um, so we'll just see how that works out um, but always give Jamie free reign as to, and ride the horse how he jumps but he, he's going super his trials are good and uh, he, he can cer- certainly win but he, he's not fully screwed down Race 4 you've got Odium a, a mare who's been terrific for connections going around in the same colours as Charmstone in the first how's she coming to hand goes around in the, the Rose of Kingston over the 1400 Yeah so we did uh, a long time ago did some contigraphy with her and she had a bit of bone bruising so the owner's been very patient just given a long break she had a very long slow build up with some beach training, and she's had a couple of jump outs and a course proper gallop. Uh, she's going as well as we can have her here at home. Uh, race day is the ultimate test, and just keen to see her back at the race today. I think she'll be there for a long way, and we'll have a good look at her today under race day conditions. He's a shocker, has done a very good job. He's been a consistent galloper. He, he's in the deep end group one level in the in Turnbull Stakes. How do you assess him there if he's, uh, if he's going around in the Turnbull? Yeah, the price is probably right. It's a big ask for him. But, look, he loves Flemington. The horse is going super. He was a good, cheeky run last start when he was held up. I think had he got clear air earlier, he might have won first up. Um, but from that draw, he'll just come back and be blending in late. He probably can't win, but it's a nice stepping stone to further uh, third up. Artzino and Carazio go around in the superimposed. Looks a terrific race. Some really promising three-year-old stays here, as you would expect. How do you line them up in race nine? Yeah, they're really under split. They're, they're both beautiful derby types. I, I think they'll run really well. So um, chuck them in your um, you know, actors and trifectas. I think they're going super. We plan to ride them both to finish off. Um, 
the form around Art Zener looks tremendous with Ferrari men and um, um, Jason Warren, sourced by Piera, that both won since that maiden. And he's really come on that horse. Um, he, he's gloomy. He, you know, he's settling well. Um, he's got a good turn of foot for a staying horse. Um, and Cadaccio, we've always loved this horse. He's a big, bold. You know, he looks he looks super. He's going great. He, we just got it wrong first up with him. We had him a bit fresh for that, and they walked, and we spent half the race trying to drag him back. Done a lot more work with him this time around. Um, crossover goes on. I think you'll see him settle much better. And, um, again, if we can just get him tucked in and drop his head, uh, I think you'll see him powering home. So hard, hard to split them. Um, I'll I'd, I'd be backing both of them. Who do you think's the pick of the team heading to Flemington? Um, I, th- yeah, I think I think Visionari, Charmstone, and the two boys in the last. Couple heading to Matoa. You're in and out early there with a Mathian in the first. Crimson Factor, an emergency that's going to start in the second. Your thoughts there? Um, uh, Emathion, um, he was short favourite and was abysmal last time. Barry Blanket goes on, he'll go to the front and, and should be hard to catch in that race, but yeah, I'd just be watching those two. Yeah, we'll concentrate on the better horses <laughs> at Flemington. Good luck today, Michael. Thank you, Warren. Michael Kent Jr. with a comprehensive wrap there. 29 after 7, RSN 927. More to come after this. This is RSN 927's Race Day Morning and the first word with Warren Huntley. Matty Smith loves his hit-and-run missions to Melbourne. He actually likes getting down to Warrnambool as well, and he hopefully got a strong hand throughout the day today, and he joins us this morning. Good morning, Matty. Morning, Warren. How's the, the day dawned in, in Sydney for you? Yeah, another another wet day in Sydney. Uh, we're getting used to it now, though, so, um, you know, I think we're going to get a pretty sort of wet track here today for sure. You had a big crew of owners down here to watch Buenos Notches and uh, they were hanging on there on tender hooks in the, in the mounting yard waiting for the result of the protest last start. How did he come through that? Yes, no, he's come through that run in really good order. Um, he handled the trip away well. And, uh, he, you know, he got back to Sydney here and within sort of three or four days he was back to himself and bouncing around and ready to go again. So it's uh, nice and positive when you see a horse a young horse can handle a trip away like that. So, uh, you yeah, know, we, we're really happy with him. He's um, trained on well. How's he settled back into Melbourne? You, you've got that template for getting him down here with that win last start. How's he arrived this time? Yeah, good again. Uh, really good. He um, he just seems to um, handle the travelling quite well. I mean, you you, uh, you never know, like when you're travelling, someone can be a bit off when they arrive or, you know, they can get a temperature or so on. But he's, um, he's handled both trips well and... and gets off the truck and looks nice and bright and eats up and really helps himself that way, that's for sure. How are you reading the race for him? Uh, well, I suppose, I don't know how Flemington was back on a good track today. It'd be interesting to see how the track plays and uh, hard to know how that straight's going to play, but we sort of don't, uh, probably from where we're drawn, we don't have many options, really, rather than to stay, stay at where we are and and uh, just getting settled and keeping in a straight line. I think, like, it's... Um, I don't know how, whether they'll split up or what they'll do today. They seem to be racing in a bunch down there at the moment, but, yeah, we'll just have to see. How's his constitution? Obviously, a number of these horses will potentially aim up at the Coolmore at Group 1 level later in the spring. Would, do you think he'd have the, the constitution to potentially make three trips to Melbourne? Uh, yeah, well, that you never know. Um, 
but like he, he does help himself because he's a, he's a good doer. He eats up and he has a good constitution. He has a pretty laid-back temperament, um, which helps, you know, and I think those you need both of those. For, with a young horse, when you're travelling, then you definitely need that to give him a chance to, to be able to handle it. But, like, when those sort of horses come home and, and you can sort of tell within three or four days how they've how coped with the trip just by the way they've done and whether their weight gets back, they get their weight back on by eating up and, and hydrating. So he's pretty straightforward that way, thank goodness. In the Epsom today, Nimalee, what a terrifically consistent mare she's been and, and heads into the, the race as a last start winner. How is she heading into the Epsom today? No, I couldn't be happier with her, Warren. She, um, she's done well this week and, you know, she sort of needed that run the other day to, to sort of top her off a little bit. She's a pretty big mare and she's just taken a few runs to get a where we, you know, get a fit this prep. Um, I can't fault her actually. She hasn't, hasn't left any feed. She's worked well and she looks great. So, um, she handles the track would be quite okay for her, the heavy track. Um, so it'll be interesting. Yeah. Like I, I think she's in great shape and, you know, she'll, she'll run really well today. You probably look for signs not to back up, although there's a, there's a lure with that Group 1 race and plenty of money at stake. But but you're saying from what you've seen from her this week, there's no reason to think she won't back up and perform well again? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, you're always um, sort of trying to judge whether it's the right time in the prep to back them up, and, and that's what it comes down to. It's all about the timing and whether, they're, whether they've handled the run before, whether they've got the, the right amount of conditioning under their belt to do it, especially on a heavy track. I mean, that's... Yeah, we're sort of looking at all those things. I just can't find a, find a reason not to run her. She's just very well in herself, and and I still think she'll continue to get better through the prep. You know, with a, with this run and a couple more runs under her belt, she'll keep going. She's a she's a good mare, and she again she's a good doer, and she enjoys her work. So she's a perfect horse. Plenty of options, even against the boys and for mares at around about that distance range. What other targets might you have for her in the weeks ahead? Oh, look, we'd really like to have another crack at the Empire Rose um, that's a race that we've won before and she ran fourth in it last year and, and the three horses that finished in front of her are all group one winners as well and uh, I just yeah, I'd just love to win that race, we'd love to be back uh, down to Melbourne at Flemington in, um, in three or four weeks time be, be ideal. Cliff Sarth your other runner for the day goes around in race 10 at Randwick, he's been trialling up and he is a previous first up winner, how are you assessing him today? Yeah look she's um probably a tad behind uh, where she needs to be. We have missed a... Um, we, well, we missed some work earlier in the prep and it just put us back to having to run in this race today. Uh, not ideal running on a heavy track first up, but I'd love to bring her to Melbourne also for a couple of the mayor's races down there. So we really need to get her started today. I'm sure she'll run a, a good race, but you know I think it, it might just the track might just find around a little bit today. And, and, and of course, it's a bit short for her too. But I'm happy with where she's up to handful of runners heading to Kembla today. One or two there we should be keeping an eye on? I would have been able to tip a few there, but unfortunately that meeting's off now. Um, just another another 20 mils of rain overnight. You can't believe it. The, the rain here in Sydney is extraordinary at the moment. It just keeps coming. So unfortunately that meeting's off. So we'll have to hopefully, if we win one today, we'll, we'll be winning a good race. So uh, hopefully we can get a winner today somewhere. Best of luck today, Maddie, and hopefully that weather does turn and, and those horses that were ready to go to, to Kembla and, and win today can hopefully find a, a suitable alternative in the not-too-distant future. Uh, thanks very much, Warren, and good luck to all the hunters out there today. Thank you. Ma- Maddie Smith with a couple of 
good runners and potential winners at both Randwick and at Flemington. Today, all the eggs are in the giga kick basket for Clayton Douglas as he heads to the Dane Hill. Flemington, he joins us this morning. Good morning, Clayton. Good morning, Warren. How's giga kick this morning? Yeah, really happy with him. No, very pleased. He's, he's in good health and he's moving very well, so looking forward to today. What have you done with him but between runs? Um, so he had a he had a week out of the paddock after his last run, and then we brought him back in and just started building back up. Um, he had a nice strong trial at Mornington last Wednesday, just to really clean him up, and um, he had a nice gallop on the course proper on Tuesday. And um, now we're very pleased with how he takes shape for today's run. Craig Williams can can be a significant part of the development and evolution of horses, and uh, and perhaps the case with Giga Kick. What, what's his feedback in terms of how he's progressing into today? Yeah, look, he's very happy. He came down and jumped him out last week for us. Um, just have another feel of him, and um, yeah, he gave us a going report. Said the horse is in really good order. He's probably strengthened up a little bit from his last run, and um, you know he's really come on in the coat as well, which is. Um, you know, his appearance is, is much better now and turned into a real real nice physical-looking horse. Early in his career, I think it might have been between runs one and two or, or two and three, you just was striking the balance between keeping him fresh enough for the, the sprint trips, etc. and he could uh, he could get on the toe a bit. I can see you in the mounting yard helping him handle and, and parade at, at times. How is he maturing in terms of that way of coping with his day at the races and perhaps harnessing his energy? Yeah, look, he was... Bit above himself at Flemington, his first up run, which was probably, um, you know, he's still a bit raw and new to it all, having his second start. Um, so I applied the pre-race view muscle to him for the vein, and it seems to really do the job. He, he sort of switched off nicely in the yard, and he walked around much more professional. So I'd expect him to be like that again today. He, he, you know, he's had a nice bit of work, and he's forward and fit, um, and, you know, it's, he's got a little bit more experience under his belt. So... I'd, I'd hope that he um, presents himself well and um, I'm sure he'll be running a good race. I'm sure Craig will have a plan and he has shown some tactical versatility. How, how would you like the race to pan out for him? Um, just like to see the horse get away cleanly and then just travel into a comfortable position from there, whether that may be um, you know, just, just off him or um, if they're going to run along, he might be a bit further back. Um, he, like you say, he's a very versatile horse. He, he sat sort of on the speed at Flemington and and sort of sprinted away from him, and um, he sat back in the vein and was able to run down a fit horse in Alpha 1. So, um, yeah, look, obviously um, Craig's had a nice feel of him now. He'll have a good good handle on, on where he probably needs to be come race five today. So, um, you know, I think I think he'll have everything sort of planned out that how he wants, wants to ride the horse anyway. Exciting to have a, a talented, promising galloper heading into a, a feature race on a Group 1 day at Flemington. Clayton, best of luck this afternoon. Thank you very much. Giga Kick trying to maintain that picket fence heading down the straight in the Dane Hill. His toughest test to date, but he's got plenty of upside. Mike Moroney's got a big day playing at home today with Poland kicking off in race two. Good morning to you, Mike. Yeah, morning, Warren. Family celebrations during the week, the, the marriage of your, your daughter, Alicia, some spectacular photos down around Queenstown with some horses in the background and part of the ceremony. How was the day? Yeah, it was a great day. It was a... Um... Clydesdale horse was the last one that Chad's uh, father bred before he died. So, um, you know, a special moment for Chad and, and Alicia. And, um, yeah, we're not, we're not great. Fantastic for the family. What about Poland heading into race two today? What, what have you made of, of his recent run? Uh, look, he's, he's sort of drawn badly so far. Um, 
he's got a few things going his way today. Uh, probably his least I've been the fact that he's pulling the outside gate. So we, we tossed around about running them, but we were really uh, more importantly wanted to get him on good footing. Um, and hence we decided we'd take the risk and, and run today for the draw. Um, it's, you know, it, it's a, you take a couple out of the field and it's quite even. Uh, but we just need a, lot, a bit of luck for that tour, but we're happy with the way the horse is going. You've taken out the good fight from, from the Bart Cummings. Is there another option for him? Yeah, next week. Um, we, we really, he, he wants quick round. Um, we sort of tossed around about running him last week, and the two that we probably made a bit of a blow was probably a little bit quick for him. Um, he might have been better all placed this week and say something even, but he's a wet tracker only, so he's, we sort of only run him. Turnbull Stakes, race seven. You've got a couple of runners. Chapada looks to be going really well this preparation. He's uh, on target for something. We're getting some SMSs telling us how well Chapada's going. And also Milford, how do you line them up? Yeah, look, uh, I thought the Chapada's, both his runs have been terrific. Um, he ran third in the race last year behind the Cinevese. Um, but he's as well as what he was going into it. He's sort of um, usually this first run when he's fit this is his third run um, so you know he, he's going to be an interesting runner today um, it looks an even lot to me uh, he's very well weighted um, so yeah he ticks a lot of boxes a lot of boxes how do you line him up with Milford oh, look, I think he's in front of Milford mainly because he's had uh, an extra run um, under his belt I know he's been off for a long time but he just loves uh, Flemington um, and Milford's got a very tough barrier and he needs to get a cover because he over-raced last time. Uh, I know he's on the fresh side, but um, it wouldn't surprise me if he needs one more run uh, to really put him up. Race 8, the Gilgai Stakes. You've got Rock and Orson, Newmarket winner going back down the straight, as he did when he ran well last start, uh, or her last start. How do you assess Rock and Horse going into today? Uh, yeah, look, she's really well. Look, not, not having a had it all the way through, um, under my total care, Um a little bit hard to get a line, but look, we she looks magnificent, and um, yeah, you know, she I can't fault the way she's going. Um, she should really be pretty hard to beat um, up the straight. Um, with the outside gate, um, I think she's better if she she got left in, in front of um, a long way out the other day, um, and then fought back really hard again once everyone went past her. She got concentrated again, but she, I think she's better if she can just take that little sit behind them. So hopefully from that barrier third inch, you better get across and, and find find a backside and, and relax for a while um, and then finish off at the right time. But I can't fault the way she's going, the way she's looking. She's, she's going, going terrific. Who do you think might be your best chance today, Mike? Oh, I think um, she is rocking horse, I would think. I think she's in the right race. Um, yeah, and, and, and I'm a, a, I think Shepard will run really well. They're probably our best too, but I'd lean towards rocking horse. Best of luck at Flemington today, Mike. Okay, thank you. Mike Moroney, the, the best, probably race eight, number six, Rockin' Horse, going back down the straight where she's a group one winner over 1,200 metres, and Chapada capable of, capable of pulling out a run, race seven, the, the group one feature, the Turnbull Stakes. We're about to take a break on RSN 927, just confirming nine metres out the rail at Flemington, we're on a good four, we're three metres out on a heavy eight at Ramwick. We're approaching eight o'clock where the panel will assemble, Dean Lester, David Gately and Jamie Rogers from the tab will whip through the the Randwick meeting with David Gately after nine o'clock and the boys from Racing and Sports will be on deck at 9.30 for the rundown trying to find winners throughout the country and don't forget the spring ticket kicking off at 10 o'clock today. Michael Falgate, 
Maddie Stewart. We'll have Dr. Turf involved. We've got Marie McEwen in the mounting yard. Dean Lester throughout the day and Stephen Arnold's post-race analysis. What a, a great asset that will be to, to try and dissect the races following the races. So plenty to come on RSN 927 right throughout the day. This is RSN 927's Race Day Morning and the first word with Warren Huntley. Plenty of bullets to fire for the Mar and Eustace stable right around the country today and Dave Eustace has been kind enough to join us. Good morning, Dave. Morning, Warren. How are you? Very well, thank you. Let's kick off at, at Flemington where you've got a really strong hand and a couple of runners in number of the feature races. Race four's the first of them where you've got She's All Class at 1,400 metres with Pride of Jenny, the last start winner. Y- your thoughts on how they line up against each other? Uh, well, She's All Class is getting out to 14. Uh, which is untested for us anyway. And um, I'd like to think that she'll see that, that trip out well. She's just hard to catch Warren. She runs a good race and then uh, puts in a in a poor performance. So um, you couldn't have any uh, real confidence other than that she's going into the race um, as well as ever and appears to be holding her form. Pride of Jenny's very well. Drying ground's probably not in her favour. She handles it, but it's better on cutting the ground. But if she's able to get an easy uh, time of things up up front, like she was able to do at Caulfield, then uh, she should run a big race. I suppose from a trust and a recent form point of view, you'd be leaning Pride of Jenny? Yeah, I think that's absolutely right. Race six, the, the Bart Cummings with a spot in the Melbourne Cup up for grabs. You've got last start winner, high emotion and interpretation. Who there's a fair bit of expectation on from uh, from now on in. Your, your thoughts on the Bart Cummings? He was well, both very good runs the other day. High emotion, got conditions to suit. Got a lovely ride from Harry and was, you know, we were really confident she was going into the race in tip-top order. I think she's come on again. Uh, she looks terrific. Um and will run a very bold race. Drying ground favours interpretation. This has been the plan. He's third up and we think pretty spot on. So you know, we'll be positive, uh, let him roll forward and and um, use his staying ability and think it'll be hard to beat. Subtle change with the headgear. The blinkers are off and the visors go on interpretation. Can, can you talk us through the thought process there, please? Yeah, we just... Knowing that we wanted to give him a squeeze and, and um, be positive on him, we just felt he'd suit having something, uh, you know, in his eye line. Um, if he had a horse challenge him, he's he's not the type of horse to respond quickly. Um, we worked him in them on Monday and he seemed to find, you know, pick up when horses came to his girth. So uh, that's the reason for it. Smoke and Romans and Gold Trip go around in the Group 1 feature race 7, the Turnbull Stakes. They met last start. The, the weight swings in favour of Gold Trip. How do you see the rematch? Yeah, well, that's absolutely right. The weight should be fairly telling. Um, he's a class horse down to 54 and a half, getting weight from, from most of the field. So um, I suppose the slight concern for us is that his soft ground performances have been his best but um, having said that it's not going to be really firm ground we've had a wet winter and it's drying um, you know you would be very surprised if there was any jar in the in the track 
from your perspective, there was talks about his soundness and he had to go to Sydney and, and race up there. But from from your perspective now and, and the work around the stable and how he's trotting up and, and vetting, how do you see him now? Oh, well, his action is, is as good as um, ever and, and as good as it will ever be as well. We haven't, we've had a very smooth uh, preparation and we've had no hold-ups in between the runs and, and leading into his run at Caulfield, so... Um, yeah, we we couldn't be happy with him in that regard. Swats that goes around in race eight. Recent addition to the stable, first run for the camp ran well as she usually does down the straight. What did you make of that run? Yeah, it was a good run. It was a good return. Um, she likes the straight. She should have ran the way she did, and it was pleasing to see her do that. She needs to come on, which she has, and um, this is a definitely a winnable race for her. Who do you think's the best at Flemington? Uh, I'd lean towards interpretation, but cold trips, bang on as well. Race 6, number 10, interpretation. Race 7, number 12, gold trip. Big hand right throughout the country. Let's start with the Group 1 Metropolitan, looking at the, the runners remaining in Sydney. Ladon de V, who mightn't have minded the overnight rain or the consistent rain leading into the meeting. And Man and how do you line the two up in the Metropolitan? Both will enjoy conditions. Um, this has been the plan for a long time for La Donde V since he won the Calandra Cup. So um, he's fit well. And, um, you know, we're very hopeful. Got a great, good jockey on board. And Mankayan has had a long prep. Got his tongue over the bit at Newcastle. So he's got a tongue tie on first time today, um, which will help. And he will handle conditions, which, again, is a big plus. But mindful obviously that he's had a an arduous campaign but um he goes into the race in good form but Ladon would be the more favorable chance you've also got 80 grand coming off uh, a maiden victory going up in grade in the dulcify stakes at ramwick race five your, your thoughts on the, the challenge for 80 grand yeah interesting horse he's he's talented um he's a cult and um it's very much a sort of cult in nature he's not um fully on the job yet, um, racing and trialling has brought him on. He hasn't had a lot of racing, he's had a fair bit of trialling, so he needs to step up, but it's the sort of race that you find horses come out of maidens and were on a derby path, they can do that, so be hopeful of a, a good show. Heading to, to Morfordville also, gee, you've got a strong hand right throughout the country, but uh, of your runners at Morfordville, is, is there anything we should be keeping an eye on there? Uh, you've got Doc O'Connor going round in race one and Denor Star, who's been most consistent in race six. Yeah, Denor Star is a horse who's been racing very well and has travelled over nicely, so I like his chances. And what about provincially at Matawa? Anything we should keep an eye on there if it's not testing the French? Uh, Garza Blanker is a talented horse and um, yeah, should be contesting better races um, soon enough. Garza Blanker, which is race two, number nine at uh, Matawa. Comprehensive wrap, Dave. Thanks for taking the time out on, on a busy day to give us an insight into the team. No problem. All the best. Thanks, Warren. Sam Friedman, heading to Flemington today, joins us this morning. Good morning, Sam. Morning, Ryan. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Uh, how's the day dawn? Where do, where do we find you this morning? Yeah, um, just down on the peninsula, sort of trying up the runners, got them ready and um, and getting ready for the day at Flemington. So, um, 
got the runners nice and grouped together today, so it's um, I won't have to be on track for too long, which is nice. Yeah, efficient use of your time today. Let's start with race three. Your runners are in race three, four and five. As time goes by and Moco contest race three, the Edward Manifold, how do you assess their chances? Yeah, obviously both um, both maideners and you know, they're both talented. Uh, Moco's obviously got quite a bit of stakes form in Sydney from a two-year-old campaign and um, somehow got rolled on the synthetic first up um, this preparation, but um, probably spotted them too big a start, and she ran very well. And the plan was always to come to this race after that maiden. So um, we stuck to our guns there and felt that she still went well enough to certainly be lining up today. So she'll appreciate uh, the rising trip. She should really love Flemington and the mile. Um, yeah, the firm track. She hasn't encountered a lot of firm tracks really. She's shown very good form on soft and heavy ground. So. Um, you know, that's a little a question mark on her, whether she's more effective on that sort of ground. But um, she should run well. And as time goes by, was a good good run at um, Sandown first up. She's um, she's probably a filly that's six months away. And, you know, ultimately she might be one that gets out to 2,000 metres. But, um, again, we were keen to see her on a big track like Flemington. She can get a bit timid in amongst horses. So gate one was probably the last gate we wanted to draw with her. But, um, you know, she's going to be... Uh, learning a lot from today, and as I said, she's got good talent. It's, um, it'll just be a case of you know when the penny completely drops with her. Race four, you've got Argentia resuming. Uh, Tongue in cheek, if uh, if history's a guide, you mightn't be the right person to talk to about how she's progressing. But how do you see her heading into this prep? Yeah, I think she's um, she's probably more forward than than last prep. So that's um, poured a lot of cold water on her at the start of last preparation. But um, yeah, she's. She's kicking off at the 1400 this time around. Her trials have been, to be honest, pretty pretty ordinary at the start of this prep, and we were, you know, we were really closely monitoring her to to make sure that she, you know, had really come up this prep. And you know, we chatted, we had some good discussions with John Camilleri about, um, yeah, just waiting for her to come to hand. And and really, the last two weeks has been, you know, she's been a completely different horse than she was at the start of the prep. She she took a while to come to herself. Her coat wasn't right. She wasn't working that well. Um, but the last fortnight, she's she's really turned the corner, and her work's been right up to her best. So, um, you know, if you watch her trials, you, you'd probably think she's not going that well. But um, yeah, I think just off her last couple of weeks, she's she's going to run a very good race. Race five, the Dane Hill looks a terrific race. You've got Duel, who's second up, and and Cannonball, who's had a bit more recent racing. Your thoughts on the Dane Hill? Yeah, I think um, we're taking the crossover off and we'll be somewhat cutting the ribbons today and, and letting him run. He was not keen on being restrained the other day and didn't love being inside horses out on a wing. Probably didn't enjoy the soft ground. So he's got a lot of positives in his, you know, a lot of things in his favour today. Um, I think we'll just roll with him. Jamie had to sit on him on Tuesday. Um, you know, she's the right rider for a horse like him who just needs to get into a rhythm and, and follow along. So I think what you'll see today is, is you know, pretty much as good as he can go. So, um, you know, we're hopeful that that's good enough to see him measure up. And Cannonball, well, what you see is what you get. He's ultra-consistent. He's um, He never runs a bad race. We actually, you know, not by design, but rode him quietly last start, and he was he was very good. Mark dropped the whip at the, at 
200 probably not the right horse to drop the whip on. But um, So I think he, he seemed to finish off a lot stronger with a bit of cover. So, you know, we may end up just taking a sit on him today and seeing him finish off again. Another one that, you know, really likes fast ground. So, um, you know, I think Duel's probably just ahead of him, but, you know, he, he never runs a bad race, Cannonball. How's Realm of Flowers heading into the Metrop in Sydney? She's very well. Yeah, she's um, she's been up there at Michael Stable at Hawkesbury for for a little while, and um, Sophie and Emma and I have been looking after her up there, and all the reports have been been very positive. Um, she gets a gap between runs, which she you know she's been very effective in doing that in the past. So um, I think um, you know she's she's probably. 95% there, and this run will really top her off, but um, you know, she can certainly make her presence felt down in the weight. Could you pick one that's perhaps your best runner today, Sam? Yeah, I want to say Duel's probably... Um, yeah, I think Duel's probably our best chance for the day. Best of luck with the team. Cheers. Thanks, Ron. Sam Friedman there. It's just gone 8 o'clock. We'll get a check of the final scratchings for the Flemington meeting with Sean Cosgrove. Then news with John Bowden and the panel will assemble at 8 o'clock. And Sean, as I throw to you for the scratchings, I got some feedback via the SMS last Sunday uh, for those that rely on uh, reading out the scratchings. I was far too quick and I'm sure you'll do it in a, in a much more suitable tempo. <laughs> Good on you, Warren. Now let's have a look at the, today, the meeting. It is fine. The rail's out nine metres, the entire circuit. It's a good four and a total of 14. Now race one, take out number six, Sankul, 11, Karakapai, six and 11. Race two, 10, I am Bene, number 10. The third event, 11, Starry Ann and 13, Foxy Cleopatra, 11 and 13. Race 5, 6, Spacewalk, number 6. 6th event, 1, Shiraz, 12, Aurora Symphony, and 13, The Good Fight, 1, 12, 13. Race 7, 3, Numerian, and number 10, Allegron, 3 and 10. Race 9, 8, Dream Hour, and 10, Ron Zambler, and 15, Pavira, 8, 10, and 15. Fine, run out 9, the entire circuit, a good 4, and a total of 14.